Yo, guys, what the fuck? I'm not going to say what's up. Let's, let's hear. I have my sponsor here with me today. This is a very special occasion. Billy? Yeah. You Can gotta you hear s- me? Well, yeah, if you talk into the mic. Uh, Oleg's here. CJ's here. Alex is here. We're setting up the... Um, I, I, I like it a little bit louder. We're setting up the... Uh, we're setting up the podcast. Uh, this will be the first podcast that we've done. Well, not the first podcast that I've, I've done without Wickham, but the first official podcast with. That's me. Sorry. That's like my, my sitting meditation that I go to. What is that? Just deep, long breaths. Huh? It's like my default if I'm stressing or tripping or something. How do you do it? Just long, slow, deep breaths. <laughs> so B- Billy's been my sponsor for what? Uh, maybe five years. Huh. Six, five or five or six years. You really want to try to keep it as close to your mouth mouth as possible. All right. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah, yeah but I, uh, summer, and we were together before summer came, right? Or I don't know, somewhere around there. Right around there, yeah. I hope my breathing isn't weird. No, no, <laughs> Angela gets cool. irritated by that. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I was just like noticing some sound. So yeah, um, we uh, we we talk. Look, I've been sober for fourteen years. How long have you been sober for? 23 yeah so and 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 you know we talk to each other whenever i have a problem i'll call billy i'll run it by him and he's been calling me recently that's kind of like how a sponsor sponsee relationship works it's just someone you can kind of run your thoughts by because we as alcoholics and just as humans we have a tendency to make the worst out of situations and create a life we can't live in. That's one that I really love because I, I definitely do that. I have this tendency to create, I'm like creating a life I can't live in, like making things a lot worse than they are. And just kind of taking one scenario and turning it into, you know, like (laughs) just today, Tim, I like got a little bit upset with Tim or whatever. And I was like, Oh, sorry. I got upset. And I just was like, in my mind thinking it was so much of a bigger deal than it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even trust my thoughts anymore. Mm, Any of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Billy's been going through a lot recently. Idiot. I think if it, if it comes from my head, it's bad news and it's not true. Mm. It's just automatically wrong. Okay, well, yeah. So, so like right now, I'm like, oh, I want this podcast to be big. I want my Instagram to be big. I want to be a fucking popular celebrity, fucking motivational speaker, punk rock AA fucking videographer company guy, right? Mm-hmm. So how? So that's wrong. That's what that's coming from my head, right? I'd say yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. Not that that goal is not. A good goal, but just the way that you think about it yeah. is wrong. Because 
it's probably an unhealthy dependency. Like you have to get that. That has to be, it's somehow emotionally connected to the outcomes and a hundred the dependencies and all the shit that goes along with it. It's, uh, I just can't fucking do it anymore. (laughs) That's just like the perfect, that's the perfect thing I need to hear. And it's exactly what I wanted you to say. Cause it's so fucking true. It's like, if I can just sit here and talk to you, that's it. That's all there is. You know, I I mean, look, I need to make sure the audio is right. I want to make sure that we're getting the shot so we can have something to post. Right. Yeah. It was really eye opening seeing how much prep goes into all this. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, be fucking grateful people. Um, no, I'm actually really grateful for anyone listening. I, uh, just recently posted something about like, you know, comments I've been getting just, it's not like, you know, just, yeah, it's not like an insane amount, but it's, it's every, it's like, um, I I was just saying how thankful I am for all the comments and for people that are letting me know what they're getting out of like my posts and this podcast and stuff. Cause I remember when, when I was in hyper crush, like I would get them a lot and I, the, the my immediate reaction was like, I'm not getting enough, you know? Cause I mean, could you imagine how much, how much Joe Rogan gets? It's just nonstop. It's just not, it's just thousands, millions, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm thinking every minute he must get yeah. like a thousand. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, well, I, so I just think to myself, when I get these comments right away, I'm like, Oh cool. But I'm immediately in that. Like I need so much more. I have so much further to go. Like, and I think about like starting to compare myself to like that, you know? Yeah. It happens so I see it. I mean, that's, that's like the, the um, new, what is it? The new, The what? It's like the new problem oh. for everybody. Almost everybody. I mean, I don't give a fuck because I'm not on social media and I'm not, I'm old. I'm an old fuck, so I don't care. Well, you're watching one of my videos I heard earlier, the one I, I just posted about Dane. Yeah. what do you think about that? Honestly, bro, give me the truth, dog. This about motherfucker. About Dane? About that post. I, I said, you know, I said that my friend Dane died slowly over the course of five years and yeah. it taught me something about like what really matters. And I, I grew a lot going through that, like just realizing CJ's in the background, just kind of like making sure the camera's filming right. And he's like nodding his head like, yeah, you know, when you see something like that right in front of your eyes, you're like, yo, and I'm tripping on like views and plays that's crazy. Yeah. It just kind of helps put shit. I'm just into... afraid I'm going to talk some shit on here. I'm going to regret. No, I want you to gonna edit that out, right? I don't edit this, bro. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. 
A lot of times uh, you'll say to me, you'll say to me, are, are, you really want the truth? And I will. And then you'll, you'll hit me with some shit and it's like really not that bad. I don't think you've ever said anything to me that was like, I didn't already kind of know or I can take it, bro. Yeah, maybe. But can I take it? What if I talk shit about myself? Well, what what did you think about the the post? I I didn't really see the post. I heard the song and I really liked the song and No, I heard you watching a post about me saying like if you didn't go to jail today. I don't I really honestly don't recall oh, okay. what you talking I don't Well, because Billy has definitely shed a little bit of light on how I might be perceived by others, like Oh. Like the bro Definitely, yeah. You I mean the people that I know they don't know you like I do. Like, I think you're a good guy and you're trying to do good shit all the time, right? But they look at you as like this uh, quintessential bro. Uh-huh. Like this bro, like, guy. And what's Imagey, wrong? Imagey guy or something. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, to them, it's maybe not genuine, I guess. In what way? How? Well, it's interesting uh, when you think okay. about that, huh? Yeah, well, you know, it's always categorizing groups and yeah, you know, so, judging people. and So just because they're not like me, they are automatically like hating or thinking mm-hmm. that it's fake or, but this is who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And just because they're old and out of touch and filled with like judgment mm-hmm. doesn't mean that. Well, they're not old, but yeah. I'm just trying to think. I'm think- okay, I, don't, I don't know. You come across as a kind of a, an aggressive bro or something. Uh-huh. I know you very well. Yeah. And I know that you're like a good guy and, and you know, sensitive and caring. It helped me and never said anything fucking mean or. Mm-hmm. Broy, like you know, you think broy, like you want to fight or push your weight around or yeah. something, but you definitely come across that way at first glance. Mm. I mean, I've seen people. You've gone up to people in meetings and they step back mm. because you're just like that force to be reckoned with, or whatever you want to call it. But when I start talking, it's like definitely like inviting and like maybe right, maybe not. I mean, yeah, so whatever, I, who cares? This is no, no, tea, right? no, but it's good though for me to be aware of that. So I can, so I can, I believe if they could see the you that I know that your popularity and all these things you're concerned about would go up. That's what I think. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Like when I talk online and shit and when I'm on here, like I'm just trying to be myself. I'm not like. You know what would be cool, okay, is if we could, you know that place, the zone, where sometimes we'll start talking and you start healing. Like you, you feel the release of the self mm-hmm. and the healing or the energy. You, like you feel gr- the real gratitude, the moment, like this is where it is. There is nothing else. All this shit in my head is a distraction from my life. If you want to angle your chair a little bit. And if you, 
That might help too, because I'm just realizing that we're like turning our heads to each other. No, I feel that if there way. was a way to get into the zone. That's kind of why I would love for I you to be the co-host because other people would pick up on it, and it would just be a healing space, even well, yeah, or a real space where truth, truth is in the zone. I mean, and whenever I talk to you, I, I get that every single time. Either, whether I'm calling you on the phone or whether we're doing step work in my living room, like we're like you have a certain energy and presence about you that, that brings that out in me. Right. I think it's the combo. I think that yeah. both of us somehow, because it helps me, I get there too. And I need it so fucking bad. Wow. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that my fucking bro piss and vinegar fucking whatever, like is what, somehow what helps you get to that thing i guess because we're just alcoholics really at the end of the day maybe sometimes i feel like you just like are so annoyed by me and you're just like here we go with this fucking guy (laughs) like something like i was thinking about that i mean way back in in the beginning yeah like when i didn't when i didn't know you i'm like wow he's calling again I, I mean, because usually people in A, you give out your number and they never call. <laughs> I love that, dude. You're like, wow, I can't believe this guy's for real. And we'll see. It'll eventually die down. I can't deny an AA request, right? You have to answer the phone if you agree to sponsor someone. And then slowly over time, what you realize. Usually they don't call. If they do, they don't want to do any work. So eventually you're like, bro, you got to do this shit. Yeah. And then they just go away. But uh, no, I mean, this relationship has been great for me. And it's kind of really strange because, you know, I have to get over my prejudgment, you know, coming from, you know, the poor me place of being poor as shit, welfare and institutionalized and foster care and kidnapped and drowned and, you know, all that shit. Because I come into an environment like this and I just think, I think that, uh, you know, everyone's had everything handed to them and I have an instant like resentment. Yeah. Like, you know, did you think that, that, do you think that like all that shit is kind of like what defines you almost in a way? It might be what's keeping me down. Yeah, no, I think it is for sure. We had Smalls on the other day and he was talking about, he's a foster. He's always bringing that up. I'm a foster child. I'm a foster child. And it's like, I think that that almost is something he carries with him as almost a badge of honor, but it keeps him. He's like dragging this shit around with him everywhere. I think so, dude. That's why all that. That's why you got to be free of self because self is the story that you tell yourself who you think you are and what the world is. And it's wrong. My self, mine is wrong. It's always a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. And I have my own personal separates me. Um, but then I hear, you know, people's stories, all kinds of stuff. Like you just, you just can't pre, you can't judge people. You don't know what they've been through and who cares if they've had a good life. Right. Bro. I mean, that's what I've been talking about lately. Like you can't judge even like the, I have my own personal, uh, charcoal flipper. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, sucking on the hookah right now. And Oleg just came over and flipped the charcoal. Nice. He just kind of knew it was time. I mean, that's, I just did one on like Donald Trump because that he's like the most hated. And I'm like, you know, we just don't know. I don't even hate Donald Trump. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, I mean, I think that people could be upset 
if you say that, because I think that if I knew everything there was to know, I could make a judgment, but well, I think it's so hard to find out. I think it's so hard to know everything. This is where people are going to get pissed because I don't think most people actually even know what he's doing or what's happening in the economy. No, I don't think so either. And they, I think most of them think they know a little bit well, or they heard some shit. That, yeah. Um, and I think what I've realized is that like, you know, the, 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 the way that Charles Manson like got everyone to, um, get behind him was he, he, he gave everyone like this common enemy. So I think that having a common enemy is like something important for people, um, to, to, to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the witch hunts. Yeah. And, and, and Trump is definitely that. And people like are almost looking for something to rebel against or like be the reason for their problems, you know? Yeah, and I, but I don't know enough about politics or anything really to talk much about it except for my stepdad is a he's a financial guy. He's not really my stepdad. He's not mm-hmm. blood, but he's my stepdad. And uh <clears throat> he does read every day and mm-hmm. he keeps up with all this and he's like Trump's doing good shit, man. Right. He's doing like the economy is improving and the stuff with the uh the borders. Yeah. That's been an issue for decades. It's been yeah, an issue he forever. Just, he literally just built, like he's building that wall. Yeah, but it's been no, but like that wall is like fucking big, dude. I haven't seen it. It's like I saw a drone <laughs> shot of it on his Instagram. It's real, huh? I, I it's have... real, bro. And he's actually like doing it. It's like, wait a second, why is that a bad thing? Like we're talking. I mean, there's like, a, dude, like there's a lot of bad people over there. Yeah, you know, like and, cartels and like all kinds of crazy shit. Like and, I think yeah. that we automatically think like poor, you know, people that need help. Um, God, like we should let them in, and I think we we, we automatically we don't really understand all the the nuances. No, and the problem is, no matter what move you make, there's so many people that you're gonna hurt somebody. So if you help this group, you're gonna hurt that group. You know, like you can't really make a move without it harming or affecting somebody. And I'm not saying that bad shit's not going down and it's heartbreaking. Dude, you know, I just don't think that, you know, I don't even think I should talk about politics or religion. Yeah, well, that's not really what we're talking about. I think we're talking about, like, not judging people and uh, not trusting our mind because we have... Right. I just said it so it's wrong. I already confirmed everything I say and think is wrong. So that was all just wrong anyway. So. Well, I think where's the balance, though? With there isn't that? one. It isn't. It has to come from outside me. If it's real and true, it has to come from outside me. That's just where I'm at. Okay. So how do you know when it's coming from outside of you? Like, how do you, you know? For one, it doesn't spin around in my mind because this higher power or God only works spontaneously in the moment so you can't pre-have it and you can't use it after you get it so the information or the inspiration that comes only comes now in the moment that only exists and the only time anything can ever happen is right now any decision or thought i can have to help my life or ruin my life past present or future is only going to happen right now and so 
God will speak to me here and now and give me truth. And I can't even take that truth that I just got in five minutes from now, use it, because then it went in my head and I tainted it. That's insane. And so it's, I know this sounds crazy and bizarre, but this is just my, this is just where I'm at. And it's the only thing that's working me and getting through this, you know, hard time. I guess it's been a hard life, but I've had times where I've had a lot of peace. And the last 10 months have not been that. Why? <sighs> Domestic shit and um, breaking up with my partner and financial trying stuff. financial stuff and uh you know I, I i started this business i never intended to start five years ago when my baby was born it's actually turned into something and now we were able to move and get a house and all these things that we dreamed about but now my life's falling apart mm. And not that I'm financially, I mean, we, we have debt and the debt is becoming a huge problem, but we continue to fucking go forward and work together and blah, 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 blah. But we're just business partners now, me and Angela. And I tried so hard to have like a romantic relationship or a healthy family and it meant so much to me, but I failed, couldn't do it. And, uh, well, I mean, you don't know. Well, now I'm starting to look forward to an ending. I'm starting to get like... Yeah, but I think that looking at it as like you failed, that's not really... That's self, I think, again. Yeah, that's self, yeah. It's just that was... It just played out the way it was supposed to play out. Didn't work out. And who knows? But who that's knows? good that you're looking forward to you know, embracing and accepting what's happening. What's, you know, rather than wishing for something different. I mean, to get to that place is really hard. When, yeah. Well, you've listened to my bullshit the whole time and I, I'm like so dramatic and, but I just can't take advice. I mean, you've given me good advice the whole time. If I would have followed it or if I did what she told me, I just well, could not. Well, I think you, you did follow it. I would talk to Billy about being Superman or just being the man that you want to be, which is, which is hard. It's looking for your truth. And, you know, I was actually just speaking to someone on the phone about, um, I have a friend who, um, actually listens to this podcast a lot and he was sober for a long time and then he went out and now he's, uh, got 30 days and he was talking about his having some problems with his wife and, and, and she's drinking a lot. And, and, and I'm like, you know, we just have to be the man that we want to be like, support her, take care of her. Don't judge her. Don't get upset with her. Don't say like, look at me. And it's like, that can be hard. You can do it for like a night, but then like for me, like I'll, I'll be, it's just, it creeps back in. Why, why aren't you fucking me? Or why aren't you doing the dishes more? It's just like, why are you not fucking in the mood? Or why are you not, uh, it just creeps in. 
it just creeps back in that ego that self it creeps back in and i also think it's necessary i've been listening to jordan peterson's book uh-huh the 12 rules yeah. uh-huh and i mean he kind of backs up that if you're going to stick with somebody and have a relationship you're going to have to fight a lot right you're going to have to fight about sex you're going to have to fight about dishes you're going to have to fight about chores about finances about raising kids I dogs mean, there's Dogs, there's a lot of battles, and even little stuff has to be hashed out. You know what, though? They're, they're not necessarily battles. They don't need to be fights or even seen as fights. Like, I embrace conflict. It's not conf- – like, even last night, like, me and Alex were, like – I was talking about, like, the battery and how do we get better. And I don't – I think sometimes I'm misunderstood, though, because I can be aggressive and, like – Maybe like an Alex will get like defensive because I'm coming off like as like, did you fucking tell her to fucking take the battery? And he's like, wait a second. Yeah, I think just communication sometimes. Yeah, like, well, how I say shit needs to be in a more softer. Um, and plus, I just have this voice working against me. It's like this raspy kind of like aggressive sounding voice. But I don't think that we should see every disagreement or as. It can be like, you know, when you're playing a video game with a friend and you're trying to figure out how to beat the level, like it's not a fight. You're like having fun. This is some analogy that I've been thinking about lately. Like when I'm learning to skate, snowboard, surf, play video games, like those things are hard, but they're not like work. Like it doesn't need to be a fight. It can be a, I mean, sometimes it does turn into that though. I hear what you're saying. Marriage is yeah. About, I mean, is, maybe fight's the wrong word. A lot of debates or yeah, con- conflict, argument, but not like a argument in the sense that we have to communicate this. You know, like a debate argument. But I just think if we can look at it a little differently, and and and, and think like, okay, we have this awesome problem, or we have this awesome thing. We have this awesome. Uh, task ahead of us it's the dishes like we have dishes we get to have a sink let's figure out a way to clean them together or like we're both healthy and alive and we can have sex let's figure out a way where we can both want to do that what do you need i don't know no i hear you and we try to try it and she's you know she's cool she's a willing participant i mean talking to her is like pulling teeth but once you get her started it you know um it seems to work out but i don't know i don't know but yeah life is hard and that's one of the reasons i like doing this podcast because we talk about what's hard about life and how we get through those hard times and right now you're in you're fucking right in the middle of the hard time. Mm. I don't know if you want to talk at all about what's been going on with you. All right. So there was a noose and a note. And to me, it's no big deal because I've been suicidal since I was 13. Uh, I mean, that uh, was coded suicidal in juvenile hall. So they put you in a, you know, all the other kids go in the little cells and then they put all the weirdos and the violent people in like a day room where they watch you. And that's as long, as far back as I can trace it. But it's 
normal to me. I go there all the time. Every time shit goes bad, yeah, I should probably kill. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be, wouldn't it be good just to be free of this? Um, and, you know, I told myself a long time ago that after my dad dies, then I can do it. Mm. Because I didn't want him, you know, my parents to have to deal with that, even though they were fucked up parents. And um, so they're all dead, and it's been a while since they've been gone. Um, Point is, it's been hard for some time now, and uh, I go to suicide, and I made a noose, and I put it in the garage, and I wrote a note to Angela, just real practical, here's where I am. You know, I'm the problem, now the problem's gone. And I guess that's a problem, seeing myself as the problem. Whatever, it's, it sounds pretty stupid and immature and selfish because I also have a six-year-old daughter. And um, so I didn't kill myself, and I thought, oh, good and fine. I've been through that many times. Like, eh, I'm still alive. Well, I guess I'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. But a few people in my life like tripped hard, Angela being one of them, and a couple of AA people, which I feel really blessed to have them in my life because they've just been bombarding me with messages and you know do this and do that or else they threatened me to call the police on me which really got me to do things because i did not want the police especially the ventura county police because they've been harassing me ever since i moved here it feels like and um so now i'm seeing a therapist and i'm keeping in touch with my AA people because it's just so important it's life and death you know an AA they say that all the time you're oh it's life and death matter AA and sobriety it's a fucking whether you're fucking using drugs or not it's a life and death matter i mean and you create a world you can't live in i create a world i can't live in and i really want out i mean we've seen people die and yeah i've seen so many people die drunk and sober yeah, they do die, and uh, the, 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 there's a one of true. one of the one of the our listeners like is suicidal too, and he's been text you know writing me on YouTube and uh, Instagram. So I, to be honest, I can't wait to uh, for him to hear this. Well, you know why it's a big deal because you have moments, momentary lapse of reason. There's like brief moments where you really might do it. They only last maybe a few minutes or five minutes. Right. But you completely, you are no longer the rational person where you could do something really fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like hunger. And they come and go. Yeah, like when you're fasting, like hunger comes and it's like so hard to like not eat, but it goes. Like the desire to drink or use, like it comes and then it goes. Yeah, or to not vape or whatever. And um, so all that happened, and that was the final straw with Angela because her mom is a nutcase and used to threaten suicide all the time. And when she was a little kid, she would tell her sisters when they were little, I'm going to go drown myself in the lake. They're from Chicago. And leave, and then these little girls would just be crying and worried at home and they wouldn't know if their mom went and drowned themselves or what. And and she recently did that. Like she sent out these texts to her daughters. Oh, you know, this is a final goodbye and blah, blah, blah. And then she disappeared. And then people would call and be like, yeah, we haven't seen your mom. We don't know where she is. The apartment's empty, but she plans it out. And she had checked herself into a mental hospital, but made everyone 
worry about her. And so for Angela, it's a trigger. I mean, I have no idea. I'm so almost maybe psychopathic or something. Like I have zero empathy. I can understand she's upset, but I just can't yeah. get any emotion behind it. I, I totally get that. We're just so fucking narcissistic. Or something. Like there's some cutoff or break. Something's broken. You, you, you know, you know what I think it is, is, is we've been through so much trauma in our life that our, our, we, we've built up these like really strong defense mechanisms that are like default. And to like, cause like sometimes I was just talking about this with Jason on the last podcast. Like he will just cry. He'll like feel something. He'll watch a video and he'll feel what it was like. He'll, he's able to be in touch with his emotions in a way I can't be. He'll feel what the artist was intending for the viewer to feel all the way fully. And I just, I don't, I'm not that in touch because there's blocks. You don't hear a song or see something. Or well, I mean, look, cry sometimes. I'll, you know, you should, Jerry Maguire will get me every time. And if Denzel starts crying, like that's it. I'm going to cry. Cause that's like a hard man. Hmm. You know, I don't know certain things for me, you know? So you do though. You do. Oh yeah. Like there are definitely things that will fucking touch me, you know? Um, but what I'm saying is I'm not, not everything in certain things. I don't, I'm just blocked from. and, And, and one of them is, I think maybe I could be getting better um, with like, you know, years and years of therapy. But, but I just get what you're saying. Like Veronica, whatever. I, you know, I, I just think what it comes down to is like we have to love ourselves to love someone else. Like the right way. So if I'm... Not if I don't love myself, I can't really love and empathize with Veronica. But the closer I get to that, the more I can like see what's great in her. Does that make sense? But if I just like hate myself or which I spent a long time feeling that way about myself, but I didn't really know it. Um, I just was like insecure and just kind of, you know, one one thing I've been talking about with my therapist recently is like, why does the one negative comment affect me so much more than the hundred positive ones? You know what I mean? Yeah, because people can say all kinds of nice things about me and it doesn't affect me. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit good, like thanks, yeah, exactly. but it doesn't... Yeah, like all the validation in the world will never be enough. And that just has to do with like a a core, you know, shame, core issues of shame and insecurity. Or is everybody that way? Maybe everybody has core issues and shame. I, I think everybody does, or most people do, you know, I think definitely men struggle with that for sure. I think that's why this is a lot of people can relate to like the shit we're talking about and uh, why I think this is a really good podcast to be doing because we're talking about like, we're kind of diving deeper into what does it really mean 
to be free of the bondage of self and happy and able to love someone else and able to. Well, I think that it's in that Bill Wilson letter, at least for now about false dependencies Uh because I have a false dependency on Angela. I have a false dependency on sex. Uh I have a false dependency on my chronic illness in a way because takes up so much it has takes up so much space in my head i have so much fear because i don't know when it's going to hit i don't know if i'm going to be able to work i don't know if i'm going to be able to support my family i don't know if i'm going to feel so fucked up that i wish i was dead at any given time that's meniers billy has meniers so that's dependency of sort and along with it comes the demand for health and to feel good and to be okay Mm -hmm. and on angela the demand for sex and affection and loyalty all false dependencies, yours on having a f- large, super high, large following and fame and respect and those things. That, uh-huh. Yeah. But then following that, coming with it is a demand. And a demand does not work. You can't, it's not like a request. It's, uh, and, and what he says is, I need to be free of these false dependencies so that I can love God's people. And in turn, when I can love God's people and God's creations, I can receive God's love. But I can't receive it until I can give it, and I can't give it till I'm free of false dependencies, which is like another form of self, I guess. Like it's part of the self, the story. And I don't know, it's just... I've been listening to this Christianity book. Like, I've always been sort of a very anti-Christian. Not really. It's just the people who introduced it to me were so hypocritical and so on drugs and fornicating. And just they they made Christianity look like, uh, you know, uh, the mental ward or something Mm -hmm. for me. And... And all these ideas, and Angela recently became a Christian, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go, you know. Like, and so, but AA, I'm sorry to say it, but AA is based on Christianity. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really study it and then look at AA, it's exactly the fucking same thing. They just mute yeah. it down enough so that you don't vomit when you read it. Yeah, well, and, and the book you, that you're talking about is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Yeah, so that one's really hitting home for me. And uh, I don't know, I kind of think that guy's a genius because not only that, but he's done all the Narnia stories and stuff, which are really <laughs> uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, like that's crazy, right? Um, But it's like, <sighs> you need God to get close to God and what God really wants is to get you close to Him. And when you go for God, He wants all of you. So you're going to burn away all this shit, all the false dependencies and all the things that are holding you back from being a hundred percent new person, new character, like they say in prime time, all or nothing A is full of all or nothing. You know, half lasers in the middle of nothing. We stood at the turning point. We let go. Absolutely. It's all, um, it's kind of nice. It's an all or nothing thing. It's kind of nice, though, if you think about it. It's like I don't really have to. F- it's like I don't have to do shit. No, you have to do one thing, 
and that's how use your will and discipline to be as close as possible at any given moment to God. Depend on God and not yourself. Free yourself of your... Yeah, but like, what if I want to like... What, how do I like work out or like go to yoga? Or you like, just... It's easier. I, I yeah. fucking quit nicotine. I've been hooked on nicotine for like six years. It just happens. Effortlessly. Mm. And I've quit, you know, tried to quit cigarettes and stuff and it was hard and I couldn't do it and... When we got sober, how did we finally get sober? I would go to AA meetings for years and never be able to stay sober. Mm-hmm. One day I stayed sober. Yeah. It's like, it's a God thing and it's inspiration and intuition. Is That's how God works. And it's kind of unexplainable and beyond us because if it wasn't beyond us, we'd ha- we wouldn't need God to do it. We wouldn't need this higher power, this dependence, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like last night I woke up. Like I've been trying to not eat in the middle of the night. It's literally impossible. Until, yeah. No, I, I eat. I know. Like I get up, these, this fucking dog scratches at the door from the inside and I let him out and I walk downstairs and I just, it's like I don't care anymore about what I wanted, the fact that I didn't want to eat. I just go for it. I just say, fuck it. And I just eat. Well, mouth pleasure, like Joe Rogan says, that's the number one offender. For one, it's the number one on the list of all things. Sex comes second or third to to food and eating. It's the number one instinct. And, it, I mean, that's why America's fat, right? It's so hard, dude. Today I wasn't even hungry, but I couldn't do anything till I ate. Like, I can't get out the door. Well, maybe eating something healthy. So, you know, well, I ate some eggs good. <laughs> yeah. and some turkey. I ate healthy this morning. But, I mean, <clears throat> this, if you want to call 2 o'clock in the afternoon this morning. But I got out and, um, yeah, I just, I can't. It's like a, almost like a mental. I can't do it. I cannot do it. That's why I need a higher power. Like, yeah. I can't. My thinking's wrong. I cannot do it. You either do it. When I got over my sex addiction, it was like, okay, God, if you're if you're real, you better fucking do something right now because I'm going to go do what I always do because I cannot do anything different. My gut is twisted, just like fucking Jones in for drugs or something. And somehow, I, that was it. And I had struggled for years. Went to SLA, 12-step program, but like, how do you, I mean, for people that are listening that don't understand like what that means, it's a fucking miracle, dude. It's, it's unnatural. It's something we cannot do. We can struggle with for our whole lives. And then at some point we're willing or open mm. or something and it works. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like we're willing to not be part of the solution. We're willing to or something. It's just, it's a little bit mysterious. Well, really, I think that first it requires a truly open mind, which means you're not bringing old ideas into this concept. You're not trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, like, cause right away people hear that word and they're like, Oh God, that's weird. I don't really, Oh, this is like, is this like a religious podcast or some shit? Like, sorry. No, but it's, I mean, yeah, that's cause we were fucking, I mean, suicidal and addicted to drugs and I mean it's like look at the percentage of people that like 
are actually able to stay sober is just so fucking small. And I've got people all around me that are just struggling. Their lives are get becoming, they're ruining their lives. And, and, and they have all these reasons, right? But there's only one fucking reason. Yeah, they can't stop doing what they're doing, right? Well, it's, it's the drinking and the using. Because yeah. when, you, when you're doing that, <clears throat> like, you know, in a, not in like a responsible, healthy way, it, your life just slowly starts to just fall apart. Ego starts to go crazy and you just start, you're not practicing certain principles. You're just fucking off. You're avoiding any kind of negative, uncomfortable feelings. You're masking all that shit with the drugs and alcohol. And then inevitably like... You, you remember we read that thing about like in C.S. Lewis about like not looking for comfort. Like when when you look for truth, you find comfort. But if you're looking for comfort, you're eventually going to find despair. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it's over and over again. It says it in all these spiritual things. But mean what I mean by that is like drugs and alcohol will give you immediate comfort. Like that's just a way to feel good. Oh yeah. Instant you know, pleasure, yeah. Or just sitting in bed all day watching. Like today I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go. On Sunday I didn't do shit. I just sat around and it was like, I don't know. I just, I, I want to, I was like, oh, I'm going to give myself this, you know, but I just, I know I would have felt better if I had gone done something uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it says in the literature, uh, character building goes, gives way to comfort or something like that. And then it says in the St. Francis prayer, seek to comfort rather than to be comforted. That is like, that is such a pinnacle right there. But it has to be genuine. It can't be like, oh, I know yeah. I'm going to get fucked and I'm going to get all the good stuff I want if I do this. It's like you got to do it because it's the right thing to do. And I was not a God person. I've been beaten into submission. And all I can say is it works. You know, like in the A, the that one paragraph or sentence is it works. It really does. It fucking really does. I mean, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine somebody who doesn't have any kind of experience with any of this stuff listening. And like, how would you explain it to them? You know, like, okay, cool. Give it all up. Be open you know, don't be a part of the solution. But I guess then you just have to then pray. You have to say, what would your will be for me? And just let go of what you're thinking and let go of what your ego is telling you and let go of what you want, what you think you want, what you think you need and serve others and have humility and be good. Yeah. Somebody listening who doesn't is judgmental of everything we're saying and doesn't believe it. I would say, I'm not saying they're judgmental. Right, because if, they, if, they've got to be. I okay, mean, I may, was. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit. But what I'm saying is, those people probably tuned out like a while ago. I'm talking about the people that are like, they really want some help. They really want this relief. Or, yeah, and they want a better life, and they're like interested in like how to overcome loss and depression, and they want to learn how to lose, learning to lose. Um, you know, which what you're saying, is, solution is God, and they're like, what I don't. But how? Because for so long I would pray and I would try and I just didn't really feel that presence. I didn't feel yeah, that. Yeah, so it doesn't even have to be God. You just have to be free of self. Mm. And God, it's already there. You're just in the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
your head, your story, what you think life is, that's just blocking you from what's real and true. It's already there, so you don't even have to call yeah. it God. That's just crazy. Be free of your yeah. What you think is really your paradigm. And how do you know when that's you feel it? You can no, instantly no, 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 feel no, no. it. What I meant is how do you know when you're the one thinking? Like anytime you're oh. anytime you're upset, irritated, envious, jealous, angry, resentful, anytime you're feeling those things, that's self. For sure it's you. Yeah. That's you. You know it's you. So when it's coming from something else other than you, it's yeah. a different feeling. It's, it's a feeling of love and Yeah. And you're like, where did that come from? And gratitude and abundance and yeah. just all these awesome things. And just possibility. Like yeah, yeah. I limit myself. Like, you know, I think uh, for instance, my family might be breaking up, which I don't even know for sure. Yeah, did you get that last part? Could you remember where that is? Because that's the soundbite. Okay. That was the but that was the magic right there. Oh. In the whole out of everything we've just said, like what you said about like it's already there. It doesn't even have to be God. You just need to get the fuck out of the way. And then I hit with, I hit you with the if it's any of these negative if you're true. feeling any of those things, you know itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's interesting. That that just came from my brain. I don't know that I've heard that in AA. Like I'm not like reciting something I've heard in AA. Mm-hmm. I do know that in AA they say if you're ever feeling any of any if anything negative, it has something to do with you, which I guess is another way of saying itself. But well, it's experiential. So what you said, like if it has any kind of negative feeling experience to it, it's you can tell it's not you when you don't have any. It's good. Well, so right there, right there, you notice it. Ooh, I don't, that doesn't feel good. And then you got to sit and look at that or let that go or give it up. Just give it up. Cause if you keep it, it's just going to, yeah. but like, it's not, it's, it's like a lot harder. It's, it's not, it's easier said than done. Like to just give it up. Like it takes everything you fucking got all of you. Yeah. hundred percent. That's why it's all absolutes in the literature. There's no half measures or half doing anything. You either give self up and get a different experience or you keep self and you may think you're trying to be humble or trying, 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 trying. doesn't, it is a weird thing, right? It is a little mysterious when you, you finally just crack open and let it, let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to keep talking or are we done? Well, what about plants? I love plants. That's what Billy does. Passionate about plants. And I think I think they're just majestic and beautiful to look at, like art. But they're also like there would be no atmosphere without plants. There would be no food food because the bottom of the food chain starts with plants. There would be no building material, no atmosphere, no life on earth. Plants have like some kind of primal connection. That's why almost everybody has plants in their house or around their house. It creates this feeling. It has this whole thing with a cyclical like dying, decaying, and breaking down to the elemental building blocks of life and then regrowing. And I don't know. I just think plants are fucking cool. 
They are. Um, a tree. Uh, I was listening to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on Joe Rogan today. Did you Did you hear that one? Mm-hmm. He's talk- aggressive, man. You, do you notice how aggressive he is? Really? Well, maybe. Neil? Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I, I didn't really get that. I think he's like a really nice guy. Or actually, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I just think, remember he was talking about the painting, the how the, how the it's called Starry Night, and the stars are the background. And he loves this painting because it's about, you know, it's the constellations and it's the stars and the first time a painting's ever been named but what was the significance about being at the background because i remember him talking about yeah he was just saying that you know most paintings are named like what's the subject like you know it could have been named whatever town that was or whatever that temple was but it was named starry night oh and the the starry night was the background okay yeah yeah. i don't know it was kind of cool the way he explained it um but when I looked at the painting online, I realized that 75% of the painting is the starry night. So I don't really know if that's the background. It's just, mm. there's no other way to paint the stars unless you're just painting yeah, the stars. Some reference. Something's yeah. going to be in it. Um, but uh, he was talking about how like poet artists make poem, like poems about a tree. Things you don't ever, you would never think or even look at or even notice being like, like this artist, I forget who it was, but he was saying how he wrote a poem about a tree being like the most beautiful thing ever. It's just there. And it's just, that's another way to get into the zone is to look at a tree or those things you drive by every day. Yeah. Like the, uh, Eckhart talks about this. Look at the empty space. about to die on the laptop. Do not focus on any one thing. Don't crash your car either, but just focus on the space that defines everything. And it will get you right into that zone, or it does for me. Yeah, actually, when I was listening to the podcast, I I looked at a tree as I was going into the gate, and I just really looked at it, and it and it gave me a little it's bit so of that. Cool about it. It's life. It's alive. It's like a living. I know, but it's so slow. It's like talk about patience. Just looking at a tree. It, it that's a lesson in patience for me. Like that, the shit's just trees are fucking mad slow. Like they don't even move ever. Like they, and they grow like so slow, like plants too. Like you have to tend to it daily and it's slow. Like that cactus we've been trying to bring back to life, you know? Yeah. It's a bummer. You know, these bonsai trees that are hundreds of years old, they get passed down generational. Uh huh. All it takes is like three days of not watering it. And then this $500 500-year-old tree could be like croak or one week, one week of neglect because mm. they're in, they have very little soil and, and they're, it's like a super art to keep them alive. Mm. Um, another thing I thought of is like, what about when you go to the sequoias? You just, you get this feeling. Oh my like God, just, I was like, just there. Oh, really? Oh, the, you were? Sober retreat. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to oh, come in the next time. I didn't know. Well, California Hot Springs is where the, the cabin is Cole's cabin. Um, but we, we drove up to the Sequoias. They're not, or the hundred, it's like called the giant walk of giants or the Mm -hmm. hundred. I think that's a trail of a hundred giants trail of a hundred. These fucking trees, bro. They're so big. They're just so wide, Hmm. you know, like 20 people can stand in front of it. 
and still not. Wow. Yeah, like huge. Yeah, and you look up and. So I love plants. I'm curious. What do you love? Just right off the top of your head, what is it? Movies, cinema, Mm -hmm. stories, storytelling, getting totally lost in A Handmaid's Tale. That's what I'm into right now. It's just... I keep looking at the fucking... The levels here. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, Like when I'm watching that show and she... That, 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 just an example of like, you know, what I'm experiencing right now is just like the, the strength and power of like a woman, a mother. She's a mother. And what a mother will do, a strong mother, to get her child or to, it's just, there's no end to what they'll go through. And how hard pregnancies are and just, I don't know. It's just, you get immersed into this world where, have you heard of the show? I've heard of it. Is it Netflix? It's Hulu. Okay. But uh, it's incredible. I think you'd probably really like it. Yeah, you know, because uh, I was thinking about a mother and Angela's a mother. Yeah. She might be molding me into what I need to be. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. That's what they do. Fucking bitch. Fucking with me like that. Anyway. Well, no, I mean, it's not, they're not like intentional. I know, I know, but I just. The, gotta... It's like instincts and relationships you know force what? each other, each person to grow to where they need to be. You Out know? of all this, I'm like, I'm, even if it ended and everything, I'm such a better person because I was a shitty dad and a shitty husband. I know that. I can, it's obvious. I mean, there's. And I have become a different person in these last 10 months, but it's been so painful. Yeah. It's almost like they give you the opportunity to grow on your own, but you won't. We won't. You won't. No, fuck that. We will not. Like, and I'm waiting for. Always. Like we were talking, comfort gives way to character building every time. It just does. Uncomfort. Uncomfort. No, comfort. Discomfort. No. Comfort. So. You're always going to, it says that in the AA literature, you're always going to go for the comfort rather than character building because character building is so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. You're only going to do that if you're forced by pain to do that. And, um, you know, so I guess you know, it's really a blessing. What, I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be 50, 50 fucking years old, dude. I never thought I was going to make, you know, whatever. You hear this a lot, but I didn't think I was going to make 30. Yeah. Well, you're young still. You're halfway through. You're almost halfway. Fucking 50, what a drag. But, I mean, if you think about it like that, you're almost halfway. It's not so bad. Like you're going to die soon? (laughs) No, like halfway, (laughs) meaning like you just did 50 years which is a long time. Man, I wasted a lot of that time. Yeah, but like the next 50 could just be like epic. Could be. Can it be epic with a chronic illness and all that shit? That could go away. Miracles can happen. Yeah. Or the way you look at it. See, that's the thing. The way, that's what it, all this perception and what we've been talking about. It's like the way you see things. I don't see infinite possibilities. I see limitations yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I don't know what that's like, and I don't have the answers either, and that's always been a tricky one. Like, when I think about what 
you go through and I mean, but like, dude, think about, yeah, like there's so many people. I just watched this movie, Peanut Butter Falcon last night, where it's just the first time it's with Shia LaBeouf and this, uh, kid with autism. I think it's the first time anyone with autism has ever like starred in a film. And this kid has autism. Could you imagine how hard it would be to go through life with autism? I don't know because are you, what is that like? You're very aware of what you have and what you act like and how different you You are. are? Yeah, they're like smart, but they just have trouble talking and doing everything. and, And it's just fucked up. Like, but like, dude, I have this cousin, Alex. He's just like the coolest guy. He's like so positive. And this actor in this movie was just so dope, dude. Like he... And Shia LaBeouf's character was amazing. Like, he, he was... Uh, you guys should see this movie. It's really cool. You know Shia LaBeouf? He, he's like, he was like a, in Holes. He was like an old Disney actor that went through a bunch of different shit. And kind of like... Uh, um, but yeah, I was just saying there, there's, there, I just think there's a way to find happiness or I, I want to believe that, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what your circumstances are. I mean, that's actually what, that's what it is though. I was thinking that that's actually you, what local legends is, is all about. That's Shia buff. The process of writing it. Um, yeah, I was in the, like, Yeah. yeah. Like, sort of. I'm thinking of him like 20 Actually, years he, ago. Actually, he, he went to primetime. He was going to primetime for a while. Huh. Yeah, he, got, he tried to get... I mean, I think he might, might be sober, but he's definitely an alcoholic. Or at least has struggled with alcoholism. Um, but what, what, what were you just going to say? Again, just doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Right. And it says in the literature, and also... But yeah, you keep bringing up this fucking illness. In the moment. You just, you keep bringing it up. Yeah, because it affects me every minute of every day. Well, when you have it. No, even when I don't have it. Mm. Because it's, I'm not dizzy, I don't have vertigo, but I still have the disoriented pressure and shit. And, and anyway, I'm not, you don't have to talk about it, but circumstances don't matter. So whether you're like bleeding out because you have a severed artery or your genitals are being titillated doesn't really matter in the moment is where life happens and the right thoughts or the wrong thoughts that create the world that I live in. So I can have the right thought in the moment and even my history is better. I can look at my history and actually feel it's a gift, even the Meniere's sometimes, a gift. I wouldn't be the person, I wouldn't be as humble or as empathetic as I am if I haven't suffered, if I didn't know what it was like to be disabled or whatever you want to call it. The point is, life is only happening in the moment, and I have the choice to... Choose constructive life affirming thoughts that yeah. will create a good life. Yeah. Future, past, and in the moment, 
or I can go with self, which is always negative and always wrong. Mm-hmm. Will you hand me that ashtray? And that's it. And that's it. Well, I mean, when you're when you're experiencing Meniere's, how do you? When it's bad, I'm just vomiting like I'm drunk, you know, spinning and vomiting. Yeah. And uh, I've had to do a lot of driving where I don't feel safe and stuff. I, I, I looked into disability, but they give you like $800 a month. I mean, I couldn't even buy food for me. But Yeah, I'm, but oh, you, so you can't do that and work? No. Well, you can a certain amount, but they keep it so low. Like maybe I could make $300. A month, and then they would still. Give but how me would a- they know if you were just working all the time? I, I don't know. They might follow you or catch you, and then they they come after you and and find you and incarcerate you. And really, I don't. know. The government's no joke. They don't fuck around, and they have right. ultimate power. So if they want, I'm you, a motherfucking C. Yeah. <laughs> what? I just said I I see. I mean, I don't know though. I, I think there are people that. I mean, I know there are people that. that well, do. But there's a people doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. Right. You don't want to fuck with that. I know. Well, I I want to work for the first time in my life. I want. I think my business has potential to make enough money to support the three of us. Mm. And I want to do it. I want to make it like you. I want to go big. Yeah. In my own plantopia fantasy dream. Yeah. You know. But you enjoy the process. And I enjoy the process, and so do you, or we wouldn't be doing it. Well, mm, I think there are a lot of people doing shit that don't like it, you know? Yeah, but uh, I'm not, well, I can't. I've tried that, and I just can't do it. Yeah. I'm incapable. I don't know. They're, like, they're sort of like heroes to me. People who work full-time, go to a job they don't like, year after year, day, you know, day after day. I tried to do that. I just never could. I'm just, I don't have the discipline. I'm too weak. So, you know, hats off to people who can do that. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I guess if I had kids earlier, I'm I just not. Maybe they just have like more God. Maybe. In them. More God, less. Because like what you were saying is if you have that, you can do anything. Maybe they just have less blocks. I feel like we're just all blocked up. Or maybe they're so fucking blocked they can't step out and take a chance. Yeah. A chance of losing everything because that's what we do, right? I mean... So we're going to be okay. We're going to be taking... We're going to get taken care of. No matter how much I reveal about myself and how pathetic I make myself look and how what people think... And if I lose all my fucking clients and all my fucking friends in this house and I get cut off by my family um, for whatever reason, I'm still going to be okay. That's true. You might be better than okay. Yeah, you never know. That's the God thing. That's the thing we're talking about. And that's why I'm saying that because it's real. You might. It's like whatever whatever you think you need the most that you can't let go of. It's probably the thing you should get. You need to. Well, get no, rid no, no, of. no, no, no. I, I don't want to go that far. I want to maybe, say maybe though. Maybe. Maybe I want to say that you should be open to losing that if that's mm. what God's will is for you. Which I think learning to lose 
that's what I love. I just, it just keeps coming back around that thing. So learning it to really accept- is a great. Yeah. This concept. kid, man, this kid, Dane, he just, he got it. Uh, it's really crazy that he left so many gems behind. Plus you can come at it in so many ways. Yeah, you can. Like, like the way I just hit it right now was learning to lose the things you don't want to get rid of. Learning to lose the things you're the most dependent on. Okay. Losing like, as in, I don't have any more. Right. But then there's this other way of looking at it, which is like win or lose, like learning to lose a game and learn from that loss. Cause life is a series of games. Plus, when you lose, because we're all going to lose, yeah. there's something else. Right. So if you hang on and you can't let go, but, but you're, you're, but you're, you're, you're not going to get the next great thing. You're talking about like possessions or like... Well, no, I'm talking about even with if you're aging, you're going to lose your prowess or, yeah, a person, a thing... You're going to lose some hard-fought position sooner or later. I'll tell you what would be really hard to lose. That little guy. Look at him. Yeah, so eventually that is going to happen. I mean, everyone's going to go and everything's going to go. Yeah, that's why Like, we lost Dane. The guy who wrote that song that this podcast is based on. And my movie is based on, and I just want to keep the legacy of Dane alive. He was such an incredible person. And like, you know, it's funny because you know how like people die and they, they become these like legends when, after they die, like Kurt Cobain or whatever. And like, and so, and Bradley Noel, like when they were alive, they were like cool and like whatever. But then when they died, it was like, yo, like Tupac and Biggie, like they just became fucking Dear my gods. Yeah, and and you know, I don't want to make it seem like oh because Dane died, he's this incredible person and not everyone understands because a lot of people listening don't even know who that was, but if you want to, you can you can search on SoundCloud Dane Rippy. D A N E R I P P E E and I have like a bunch of his music up there that I've uploaded. And he also has a group called Alive at 27 that's also on SoundCloud. And we were in a punk punk band called Therapist. It's also on SoundCloud, spelled T-H-E-R-A-P-I-S-S-E-D, like Therapist. Um, and he just wrote such great songs, and he was such a good guy and such a nice guy. And you know what I wanted to actually mention is that even when he was like, his, his stomach was suspended and he was bald and he was going through all this crazy shit, having cancer, going through chemo. And he was talking about how he was even in that state able to look at the things he was grateful for having and saying how he has it better than so many people. I remember when he was saying that to me, Alex basically started crying. I was just like, I can't even believe hmm. that he's able to look at that and really feel it and, 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 and feel the gratitude in that situation. You know, he had his family and he was talking to me and I was there filming him. And it's true. 
learning to lose. Thanks for listening. We'll have you back on next time, hopefully. I want to try to see if you can co-host and we can talk to people together. I think that'd be a cool change of pace. Yeah, I want to do it. Who, who are you going to have on next? Um, I want to have... Uh, I want to have Jeff Ramuno on. I want to have Dominic Dom Dom on. I want to have my buddy Joel, this lawyer, is who's also sober on. Um, hey, any of the guys, you know, CJ can come on. Alex can come on. Smalls. I want to have Troy on. I think it'd be cool to have Troy on. Just have conversations about how we get through the shit. Yeah, it might be cool to have all your guys on. At yeah. some point. Well, yeah, a lot of them have been on. One of those things I like about your your Instagram is when you do like a little bio on the guys, like buying, you know, that do everything. I don't know why it just kind of like it builds a picture, a more yeah. of a, a full picture of what's going on, right. and who's the characters behind the scenes. You mean like when 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 they show up and it says their name or whatever? Their name and they'll be saying something or doing something, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um Thanks for coming on and talking yeah. to me. And, and, and thanks to everyone for listening. If you're still listening, um, I will send you $20 if you email me. I was still listening. And you uh, send me this secret password, um, Coral Reef. Um, my email is pat at ridgeproduction.com.